really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, and I flatter myself to think that every now and then, uh, maybe a little bit of insight might find its way in as well. My name is David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who loves the game so much that I follow like six different leagues just to increase the chances that I might find someone who wants to talk about it. Uh, Considering how niche it is here in the United States, I've actually managed to find quite a bit of it, to be honest. So, all of us root for our teams, and mine are my beloved New England Free Jacks here in Massachusetts. I root, of course, for my USA Eagles. I root for Scotland, and if Super Rugby actually comes back, I will again be rooting for the Highlanders, my the, the very first team I ever started following. So the Scrum of the Earth is a weekly podcast with bonus episodes frequently thrown in. Uh, in the coming soon department, I do have several bonus episodes getting heated up on the back burners, so you uh, never have to worry about my taking time off, that's for sure. Uh, this is that time of year that where it's that little window where almost all the rugby podcasts I listen to have sort of gone dormant, so I get to toot my own horn a little bit about continuing to bring all of you content each and every week. Uh, to those of you who have been listening, thank you so much. I really hope uh, you think about getting in touch or asking a question or just saying hey, because honestly, it's always great to hear from you. I, of course, am at of Scrum, or you can use the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. And uh, seriously, it's a, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, every time I get a little note, it makes me go, hey, it's, it's working. So the Scrum of the Earth does have a specific format. It is thus. Each week, I'll be covering current updates. That's just what's up with me. Uh, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, news, what's new in the world of rugby union. Things to chew on, what's interesting or annoying this week. Scores and results, two terms that mean the same thing, but there it is. And then uh, upcoming matches and, of course, predictions. I've realized there is no real point to the predictions, but it sure is fun to do. So, And uh, so far, I've actually been doing pretty well. So, you know, Kind of worth it for me, at least, if nothing else. So current updates. Well, my family and I just got back from a trip to Texas, which felt harrowing for sure, but it was still a nice break. Uh, we got back here just before Tropical Storm Henri, which is lashing at my windows as I record this just now. You know, I do not understand how anyone lived in Texas before there was such a thing as air conditioning. It is just relentless out all the time. So where I live, the hottest part of the day is always right around 2 o'clock. But there, at 2 o'clock, you still have three more hours of heating up to do. It hit 98 degrees at 5 p.m. three days in a row while we were there. It's just killer. But uh, but my son got to go th- on a drive through safari, not by himself, obviously. Uh, we went to a museum with a cool dinosaur exhibit and stuff. So a good time was had by all. And now the news. Uh, and once again this week, the, the news is not really good. New Zealand have called off all rugby for the next couple of weeks, at least, meaning no NPC, no third blood is low match, uh, no match against South Africa, no black ferns, no nothing. Uh, since I learned about this, I've learned that there are at least a couple other fairly serious competitions there that are also going to be off for the foreseeable future. I have to say, it, it sounds like they were kind of jerks in the way they went about making this decision by simply announcing it without talking to Australia or any of the other nations. I saw the thing in the news about Dave Rennie saying his, his players found out about this through social media. And if that's true, that's that's pretty crappy. Uh, for now, they're saying that the games are postponed, but I don't see anyone floating any dates or offering alternatives. I guess that might change in the next day or two. Um, 
It sounds like the other stakeholders in the rugby championship are pretty peeved, so I doubt they're in a big hurry to sit down and chat. The whole thing kind of stinks. <clears throat> Though uh, I still think New Zealand as a nation has responded to the COVID situation better than basically any other nation, so I don't fault them for being overly conscientious, just for being so sort of unilaterally high-handed about the way they deal with their neighbors, I guess. I'm also now seeing some articles claiming that the real reason that they pulled the plug was so that they could move the games to the UK where they could make even more money. Uh, I haven't any idea where, whether anything like that's going on, um, but I do see that a decision is supposed to be made in the next 24 to 48 hours. Um, so if it turns out that suddenly they're going to Europe somewhere, that I guess would look pretty bad for them. Uh, and you know, to turn it back on me, uh, this has also led me to conclude that if they're not letting Australians into New Zealand in early October, there's no way they're letting their players go to a place like the United States later that same month, which I think means my Eagles are out of the match and uh, I'm out of a chance to see the the All Blacks and my Eagles. Um, granted, it was probably going to be ugly anyway, and people were accusing the United States of probably correctly uh, just making a cash grab. But hey, they uh, it's a program that literally filed for bankruptcy. So I don't think we should turn up our noses at a chance like this. But I don't know. In any event, I've, I've canceled my flight in my hotel room. I just don't see how it's going to happen. It is just painful how long this is all dragging out. You know, please, everyone, just follow the science. Do what's best for everyone, please. It's enough already. You know, <sighs> And uh, because of the turn this particular segment took, by the way, I'm going to count this as my things to chew on as well. Because, you know, my son starts kindergarten in a few weeks and is going to be wearing a mask. So this is definitely what's got me both uh, interested and annoyed this week for sure. And this brings us to scores and results. And there was obviously a big match on Saturday at Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium between Argentina and South Africa. By the way, uh, before I get into it, did you notice the national anthems? were played by some like horrible MIDI device rather than uh, obviously an orchestra or even a recording of an orchestra. I mean, my gosh, as if the spectacle wasn't suffering enough with the no fans and the fake crowd noise. Now we have like a Casio doing the anthems. Come on, get it together. <laughs> in any event, uh, in, in no surprise to anyone, the Springboks dominated the Pumas, eventually winning by a score of 29 to 10. The box got two tries and the Pumas got uh, one long after the 80-minute horn had sounded. It was an absolutely frantic finish. Uh, I think it went to like 86 and a half minutes long. Um, it was really all just for pride at that point, but it was pretty, from 76 minutes on, it was pretty exciting. Uh, looking at the game stats, the Pumas had more meters carried, but not by a lot. The Springboks had twice as many defenders beaten with 18. Uh, uh, though in the whole game, South Africa only made one offload, which seems almost impossible. That's one of those things where you just wonder if the stat person uh, had took, taken, took a nap or something. Uh, turnovers were big again as they were last time, um, though I was surprised to see that the box gave up more than Argentina did. They lost the turnover battle 14 to 12. Uh, so some of the players, Malcolm Marks got the start and was just great. I wonder if he's playing his way back into the permanent starters. He was absolutely dominant over the ball, just made it, his opposite number look overwhelmed at times. Amazing turnovers. Of course, Andre Pollard looked his usual incredible self, making five penalty kicks look as easy as, as if he was like brushing his teeth. Uh, Lud Diaga, whose first name I just learned is uh, Lodewick, uh, L-O-D-E-W-Y-K. That's an even cooler name. Had another incredible showing. Uh, he was controlling their lineouts. Got another steal off of Argentina's lineout, being at the center of that unstoppable Springbok Mall. 
Um, I recently read that he had actually struggled quite a bit with injuries and even considered hanging up his boots for a bit. So seeing him out there being one of the best players on the field as he's getting his 50th cap, that must have been a great day for him. What a fun player he is to watch. On Argentina's side, they again came out with tremendous energy. But again, uh, they don't seem to be able to put it all together offensively. They seem to have like a maximum number of phases before turning it over. And together with some poor kicking, this game never really looked within their grasp. It does when they get sudden turnover, or like get an intercept or some sort of scramble ball. Suddenly they become dangerous, but they just can't do it for more than I don't know what is it six, eight, nine phases. At one point, uh, the the commentator said, "You gotta be questioning Argentina's tactics." Kick it. I don't think this was his accent, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, you gotta be questioning Argentina's tactics, kicking it away in the attack zone. Uh, yep. Uh, also, as someone who likes to follow Glasgow in the league formerly known as the Pro 14 that may or may not exist, uh, Miotti's performance was deeply troubling. I had singled him out as a potentially great player a year or two ago when I first saw him, but I'm starting to very much doubt that assessment. Uh, let's hope it was just an off day for him, because did not look good. Uh, other bits and bobs, I thought the first half was a, a bit sloppy and slow, though the comms described what we were watching as a blockbuster. So uh, again, probably not that accent, but uh, that's what they said. So maybe it's just me. Maybe I wasn't watching correctly. Um, I thought Kobus was great again. I thought he did a fine faff impersonation, being as annoying as humanly possible, especially during the opposition scrums. And uh, Lacanio Am, if he isn't already, he is set to become a household name for sure. Okay, uh, another thing I think I spotted, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. So people have been complaining about South, South Africa's, you know, so-called boring style of play with the, with the constant kicking and then never playing in their own territory, et cetera, et cetera. But the Springboks themselves, or Rassi, I guess, has been saying for some time now, the goal is to get these basics perfect and then expand the offense and integrate some new elements and install some new things. And I think we just got our first glimpse of just that. So if you go to about the 44 minutes and 40 second mark, the box have a line out and it unfolds in a way I have never seen before. Um, they run through a series of set moves. I think they're set moves. They, it almost looks like they're just kind of confused, but I think it's set moves. And it, it produces unexpected ball carriers like Malcolm Marks. And it concludes with, I think, if his arms had been longer, what looked like it was designed to be a try for Kobus. So I'm not skilled enough at this the, the nuts and bolts analysis to, de to explain in detail exactly what I was looking at, but I do know it was something new and special. Uh, if any of you listeners have uh, like an in with Squidge, please ask him to break down that line out. I think it's the tip of a new iceberg for South Africa, and I think I'm really onto something with that. Uh, another quick thing on the box, uh, because it can't all be good news, I guess. Uh, so later on in the game, they brought in Yaden, uh, I think it's Yaden, Hendrixa for, for Kobus. So I had pegged this poor guy as being the link that fell out of the chain for the Sharks when he played against the Lions in a warm-up match not too long ago. He got himself tossed from that match for throwing just a, an idiotic elbow after a play had been blown dead. By the way, the elbow itself, it was like, he hit, I, I forget who it was. But just a huge dude, and he just gives him a flying elbow to the back of the head, and the guy's kind of like, huh? Was that was that a fly? It gets himself thrown out, sits on the bench, and watches his team get outscored 50-5 to five over the remaining 25 minutes. So the fact that they picked him for this game, I was thinking, okay, chance for some redemption. I thought it was kind of cool that they were showing that confidence in him. And then he comes on, and he plays pretty poorly. 
and he gives a turnover. I swear to God, he gave a turnover away that I've never even heard of. The ref said, oh, that was a double head fake. And the ref tells him that's against the rules. I had no idea. Uh, he looked confused too. But then, of course, he actually – there was a nasty collision. Didn't look like it was going to be that bad, but it, it badly injured his knee. He eventually needed the, uh, the cart to come drive out onto the field to wheel him off. What a terrible turn of events in this young guy's career. I really hope – I hope the knee gets better. I hope it gets better quickly and that he can get his confidence back. This is going to be a, a big hill to climb, I feel like. And, uh, you know, you could see flashes in the kid, and uh, I just I just hope things go well for him. It's hard to know how to feel about this one uh, after the fact, given the uncertainty around the rugby championship right now. But the, the second half in particular was pretty enjoyable. I have to give it that. And uh, we'll see what happens after this. Okay, as we mentioned here before, uh, there were no results to report from the NPC this weekend, though as of now their website does list games starting again on August 27th, but I don't know if that's accurate. I'm Obviously, everything's subject to change. Uh, The Curry Cup, however, rolled on with the end of the season looming large. So last Wednesday, the Golden Lions fell at home to Western Province, 13-35, the, the Cheetahs tore the Greekwas' hearts out right at the end to eke out a one-point victory at home, 33-32. to 32. I watched that one. Really did not expect it to end that way, that's for sure. And then finally, uh, the Blue Bulls took care of the Pumas. Uh, Pumas, Pumas, I don't know why I can never decide how to say that. Uh, the final score was 33-26. to 26. There were also some matches this Saturday and Sunday, but I haven't watched them yet, and I don't want to spoil it for myself. Also, uh, as I have mentioned, the Scottish Super 6 is in action, but I still have no idea how to catch it. I will repeat my earlier entreaty to any listeners who can point me in that direction. That would be greatly appreciated by me. In any event, that brings us to upcoming matches and predictions. And for the first time that I can recall, I don't think I have a single match to preview for this coming weekend. The Premiership hasn't restarted. The United Rugby Championship may or may not exist. Uh, MLR just had its second collegiate draft and is in full off-season mode right now. Uh, see, uh, there is a previous bonus episode for a draft recap, uh, sort of a hastily done draft recap if you're interested. Uh, the Rugby Championship has no fixtures. I think the Scottish Super 6 is the only 15s tournament happening this coming weekend. And as I say, I just have no way to watch it at the moment. Let it not be said there is no rugby this weekend. There is just no rugby that I personally can view. Bummer. Uh, The good news is uh, I do have some very special plans for the next couple of weeks, including at least one very special guest. Uh, If you, like me, are a fan of rugby history, you are not going to want to miss this one. Um, I've also come a long way on my Players of the MLR bonus by request episode. So if you're the guy who wrote to me and requested that one, it is coming soon. Please stay tuned. So I'm trying to give a shout out each week to a podcast that I enjoy, and this week will be no different. So for some reason, despite the popularity of Rugby Union in New Zealand, there don't seem to be too many New Zealand podcasts about it. Uh, There used to be a pod I found called The Short Ball, which I loved. It covered all things Kiwi rugby, but alas, they hung it up a few years ago. Now, however, there is a, a, a fairly new one, as far as I can tell, called the Aotearoa Rugby Podcast, and it's great. Uh, the reason it's particularly good is because it always includes guests who are active and former players. So the insights that they bring are very real and very up to the minute. Uh, they do great analysis and they're just, you know, charming and fun to listen to, even if the nuts and bolts aren't really your thing. So I highly recommend checking them out. I'm going to put their link in my show notes below. 
And uh, I don't think they have a Twitter presence, but hey, more power to them for that. So that about does it. Uh, as always, I implore you to reach out with your questions and ideas. Uh, it's really the best part of this whole enterprise, hearing from you. So again, you can follow me at of Scrum. You can email me at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. If you'd like to help me spread the pod to other rugby fans, you can help by sharing and more importantly, leaving me good reviews uh, wherever you get your podcasts. I did get that one review much earlier. It seems like an age ago now, but uh, it's been quiet all in the front since then. So if you could take a moment and uh, drop me a five-star review, that would be great. I will be happy to read out whatever you have to say within family parameters. So um, also, by the way, uh, if you've been enjoying what you've been hearing, you can always buy me a coffee through the link in the show description. As always, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks for coming along with me. Cheers. Talk to you soon and be well.